Hey everyone, welcome back to Navigating Netflix Originals. As always, I'm Madison, and as always, I'm joined by Jamie. Hello. That was a very musical introduction this week. That I was. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so today we are going to be discussing the Netflix original film, The White Tiger, which was based on an award-winning book that was published in 2008, and I did not write down the author's name because I fail at research. <laughs> but yeah, it was. Uh, if you haven't, oh, it was uh, the author was uh, Aravind Dika. Apologies if I mispronounce that, but that might also have been the reason that I didn't write it down was because I didn't want to mispronounce it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So the if you haven't if you don't know anything about it haven't read the book haven't seen the movie it kind of it follows the life of a man living in India who is born into the lower class and like follows him as he becomes a driver for a rich family and eventually kind of escapes out of the life of servitude and how he is able to accomplish that um, it is while you know very accurate i think to a lot of areas in india it is an entirely fictional story i did mm -hmm. look that up okay <laughs> that is fair uh yeah um in terms of just another thing about the film uh which you can see very clearly if you look at the netflix thing is that it was nominated for an academy award but uh yeah. for best adapted screenplay i just yes, looked up for 2021 so it's a new film just came out in the end of january i believe is when it came out to netflix yeah Cool. So, uh, so what did you think of this film? A little different than a lot of the ones we've done in the past. Yeah, it's quite different. Um, I definitely, I, it's a film I enjoyed. I can see um, why it had a good reception enough to be sort of, you know, put up for yeah. a nomination. Um, it was definitely interesting and entertaining. And I, I didn't really know where exactly it would go. Yeah. And then it went <laughs> full on, <laughs> but it was definitely good. And I think it did a good job of um, showing that sort of cat, the, the issues surrounding the caste system that are still, you know, relevant today in India. Um, right. It was very interesting for someone, especially who's not, you know, versed well in that sort of culture and right. that idea. But yeah enjoyable yeah i i really liked this film yeah. i i liked it a lot more than i thought that i would i figured uh -huh. it would be very like interesting and enjoyable to watch but i i really thought it was so well done mm -hmm. and like really took you into like what it would be like to live in in this world this kind of underneath this kind of oppression where you are trapped in it by like threat of death to both you and your family mm -hmm. is just like almost unimaginable but yet you know there's so many people in india who are living that <laughs> like every yeah. day that is their reality and that's horrifying <laughs> it is yeah no it's as he says a couple of times uh you know a lot of people in india like i think he said 99.9 percent .9 of the of the people of india are caught in the rooster coop and yeah. so you know they are just watching knowing well you know very well that they're in this really terrible situation but you know they for fear of death of their family or for fear of a number of different like acts of retribution they just go along with this unfortunate you know reality 
Yeah, the the metaphor of the chicken coop throughout this film was just like a really really great metaphor. One of the best that I've seen in a movie in a really long time. I thought just the the compare like you said the comparison of like being able to literally see the rooster watching you know his friend get his head cut off and not trying to escape and that's the exact situation that these people are living in is because they know if they try to do anything to get out of that situation they're going to die or their family is going to die there's going to be all sorts of like punishment and retribution for trying to escape to from like what essentially is like the their lower caste to the higher caste and he said at one point like originally the way the caste system was designed in india there was like over a hundred different castes and and it was you know effective on this this scale but now it's just you're either lower or you're higher the blight is kind of comparison and and there is no like other options <laughs> and the only way to get from the lower to the to the higher is you know to to either commit crime or through politics i think he mentions later on as well yeah. but the only two ways out of it yeah and i mean you know there's i i think obviously it's not as strict and and as delineated as in in India, but you know, I mean, we have this idea of like lower class that is very like permeates every inch of society. But you know, I think you know one of the things that's you know notoriously part of, for example, the American dream. I can only speak to America for Americans because that's what we are. Um, is that you can easily, perhaps, eventually, you know, cut across those lines in a non-criminal or non-political way. Um, but you know, it seems, it seems very much not the case in, in India, according to this film. Right. But, and I don't, I don't know that every place in India is, is mm-hmm. like this. I don't think that's what the film is trying to say. I think the bigger cities, um, yeah. the one he visits there at the M was it Bangalore? Maybe? Yeah. Bangalore or even Delhi. Yeah. Like the, I think that the caste system is much less like important Mm -hmm. in in these locations i think this is more of like in the rural areas in india it's still something that they are living with and having to deal with yeah because they yeah they do make a point of saying that the larger cities like uh bangalore and delhi are very international and i think once you start having that international presence a lot of like traditional not necessarily values but sometimes but traditional sort of things start fading away because you can't really uphold them when a large percentage of your population did not grow up with that and are are thus not sort of held to those standards. Right. Well, and I think we see that with um, Pinky. um, Yeah. (laughs) Like she was born in India, but raised for most of her life in the United States. So she, when they came back after they got married, was not accepted into their family because she doesn't kind of fulfill the traditional role of a wife in the way that they wanted you know his wife to to play yeah and she was also in a born into a different cast as well so she you know in theory you're not meant to marry outside the cast i believe that's true yeah i'm sure that is probably true but uh, we don't have to worry about pinky because that relationship (laughs) didn't really work out i definitely don't blame her no i don't either i mean yeah and it's kind of it's tough. Hard to feel bad for her it is. Kid. Yeah, she <laughs> ran over a child. Um, although, in her defense, she wanted to do the right thing and like check on the kid and call the police. But, you know, especially um, Baram was like, 
we cannot do that. You need to just, we need to just leave. Nobody's here. No one saw go. Um, right. Which is horrible. Because even yeah. for a moment, um, Ashik was like, we we need to do something about this. We need to call. And it was really Balram who was like, you need to go. Right. Um, which, which That kind of surprised me that he felt that way. But I think that it's just like he was trying to protect them. And that yeah. was like what he thought he had to do. I think he was getting full on into his role of, um, you know, a servant for his right. masters. Uh, but which is kind of crazy, too, because, you know, we find out that eventually, regardless of this, and, you know, of course, the thing that's really set, like, pissed me off the most about this movie, um, and I'm sure happens all the time, is that they, you know, basically had him sign a confession saying that he hit someone or something, um, and he was alone, and it's kind of like, if they're, obviously, they are paying off the police to some extent. And we see that even Belram does that eventually himself. Right. It's kind of like, I, I have a hard time believing that you wouldn't be able to, with all the money that that family has, even if they were to fess up and be like, my wife hit someone, I feel like they would easily be able to get, or I guess maybe not if they say the wife, but if you say I hit someone, <laughs> right. because maybe, you know, politics with women would be different. Um, you... I feel like they would be able to get out of that anyway. Well, I feel like they would be able to get out of it. I don't think that they forced um, Belron to sign the confession because they thought they'd end up in jail. I think they just didn't want that scandal with their family kind of thing. And yeah. this was like the way to make it go away. The scandal of the driver hitting somebody is not nearly as bad, you know, as yeah. the scandal of you know our son or our son's wife whichever way that went you know killing a kid would be much worse for yeah. their family i guess also it was probably just you know to force his silence as well well yeah that too so like you know and that they continuously you know made the threats of like we know everyone in your family we know where they live we know this and that so like right. he you know and he said multiple times that you know if anything happened something would happen to his family that he couldn't control and yeah you know, in all likelihood, since he killed Ashok, he, his family's besides the nephew that he luckily went back for. Yes. Um, <laughs> the rest I'm of them so are probably dead. Back for the nephew because I'm like, there's yeah. no way the nephew is going to leave. Like, no, you know, he's going to save her, and he's going to be the first one to get killed. <laughs> yeah. No, I was glad too, and I think it, it probably, yeah, because he had a moment where he looked and saw a family together, and I think it dawned on him that he, the rest of his family is in all likelihood dead. So like right. that, that or was going to be. So that's the only family that he would have left. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. His poor nephew <laughs> that he just slaps across the face when he first sees him. Yeah. And we, it's, it's interesting too because like the 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 other metaphor in this movie is obviously like the metaphor of the white tiger and the yeah. idea that the only the only person who like is strong enough to break out of the servant class in, in India would be somebody who is only born like once every generation. They're like an incredibly rare person. And that, that's because they have to basically be willing to sacrifice their entire family to get out. Like he knows yeah. when he decides to steal the money and kill Balram and run for it that he is sentencing everyone except for the nephew and his family to death in order to escape himself kind of thing, mm -hmm. which is crazy. <laughs> it's super crazy. Well, and it's, it's true that also, as we saw the, with the matriarch of the family, his grandmother, 
you know, every single bit of money that he was making, he was sending back. Right. Right. And so ultimately it's kind of like he became the breadwinner for his extended family, which, you know, is also attributing, contributing to that, you know, being stuck in the cycle of not being able to to leave. And, and and what, where I was going with that other thought before, before I lost myself, (laughs) (laughs) was it like the idea that that his family in this, movie like his relationship with his family is very very strained he doesn't seem to have a lot of like loving caring emotions for any of the members in his family and i don't know like if he did like if he really cared about them like he probably wouldn't have done what he did yeah no it seemed Um, that the only person he really cared for was his father and then when he died he was just kind of like you know, all that happened was he was forced to give up the thing that he really enjoyed, which was school right. and work at the tea shop or whatever. Yeah, because so. yeah, he was going to get like a scholarship to go to a better school. And then his dad dies and they couldn't pay the, the landlords anymore. Yeah. So he had to go go to work instead. Yeah. yeah. It's it's yeah, it's crazy. I was also curious because I know that his monthly pay was 2000 rupees, right? And this was set in 2007, so like 15 years ago. Right. Um, but today's in today's exchange, 2000 uh, Indian rupee is $27 and 26 cents. Yeah. Which is that about right. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's always and confusing. How many Yeah. No. Go ahead. Is how many is 4 million rupees because that's what he ends up stealing then yeah. at the end. Um, that is $54,513. A lot less than I thought it would be. Yeah. Yeah, still probably enough to do what he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I don't know how much uh, rupees a bribe costs, really. Clearly a million, at least, because that's what they kept paying in that family. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's interesting, like, how they sort of attempt to circumvent that and make you okay. <laughs> I mean... Kind of like, you know, he has that moment where he sees his dad saying, like, even if you stole that money, it's not stealing because they're using it to bribe officials to not have to pay taxes. So it's like it's soiled money, period. Um, Right. Which I think is also, you know, I feel like that's something that's very commonly featured in these sorts of films. Like you see and in a lot of societies, you know, there's that idea that you, you know, a bribe is expected in a lot of ways to get what you want um and so it's kind of interesting they set that up so it's like yeah he you know plans to steal this money but it's not money that's going to anything good right so you know someone's blood money (laughs) yeah it's kind of like the the movie is trying to make you feel like well it's okay that if he steals the money but it's not really okay that he killed no to do it (laughs) no it's not I feel like he could have just knocked him unconscious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because like whether he killed him or knocked him unconscious, they're going to be after him. Right. And he and also and he sacrificed his family. So it's like, yeah, he didn't have to kill him. Right. I mean, maybe uh, knock him out and tie him up so you know that you have enough time to get away before he wakes up and calls somebody, but you didn't need to kill him. Yeah. But but I think that's also like the what they're trying to show with it is that this this is like his only way out of the life that he's in is is through some sort of crime. You know, he's yeah. not going to 
become, you know, a part of the the upper caste unless he kills somebody or steals something or does, you know, some sort of crime to get there. Um, In this case, death. Or murder, I mean. Death. (laughs) The crime of death. The crime of death. (laughs) (laughs) I I did feel... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead and ask your question. Maybe it's the same. Okay. (laughs) I was going to say, how do you feel about the ending then and, like, what he actually does with, um, you know his position in the upper class. (laughs) I like, I I like the ending and what he does um, because he, yeah, I like that he becomes an entrepreneur and he opens his own sort of taxi business and then tries to treat his employees fairly and regardless of who they are and what class they are or anything like that. I really appreciated that because it's, it's kind of like, and I imagine he will probably also pay them like a fair wage and things like right. that. So it's like he's trying to give them an opportunity to, you know, enjoy the benefits of, say, middle class without needing, you know, to do something as drastic as he did to change right. his situation. Yeah. Providing opportunities. Yeah. You know? the people to get out in a different way <laughs> yeah i really like that i would like to say that he's he's showing a good example for his nephew but he is also bribing everyone so it's kind of tough to say like <laughs> you know yeah i did like the the scene where they you know they showed the parallel with what happened when his drive one of his drivers hit a child and yes. he i mean it kind of is still hush money in a way because he's like i'm gonna give you forty thousand rupees and also offer your nephew or offer your person uh, a son or whatever, a, a job. So he's still yeah. trying to do something positive, but it's also at the same time, he was also the one sort of shooing everyone away from the crime scene in the previous situation where a child was yeah. run over. So it's like, yeah. I guess that's his way of like maybe um, repenting in a way. I'm just wondering like in the situation at the end, like maybe it really was just an accident. I doubt the taxi driver was like drunk or anything. Probably the kid just ran in front of the road. And so there was no like legal liability. It was just a tragic accident. And so he was just trying to like make amends um, to the family by, by giving them some money. And then also by hiring the, the other son to work for the company so he could learn to be a driver. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was more like hush money. Who knows? I mean, I don't know. He does say like, you know, I don't need to give this to you, but I want to as compensation or whatever. But yeah, that's true. (laughs) I did. um, I thought, you know, before his death, uh, Ashik for me at the beginning was an interesting character because, you know, because of Pinky, which, what is this name? Is that a common name in India or is this just a random pinky madam um I (laughs) sounds like anyway but um with pinky madam and Ash and Ashik I thought it was interesting because you know because of his marriage to her I'm sure and the experiences he had in in New York he at the very beginning seemed very open-minded and was not did not seem to be very strict on the separation between castes and he kind of saw it as outdated and you know wanted to sort of you know get rid of that in a way and kept talking about the new india and all of these things and i think in some ways maybe he wanted to believe that's what he thought but at any time when um would do something that was sort of outside his caste or like was not in a line with what traditional values 
Ashik had, he was very, right. very quick to, to turn on him. He was. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, he was in a way maybe, yeah, they were tempting to portray him as like this progressive person, but also maybe the fact that it is very, any attempt at change is very difficult. And those right. sort of ha- traditional habits you grew up with are very difficult to break free of. Yeah. I did like that Pinky called him out on it a yeah. bunch of times. Perhaps love- if things had worked out with him and Pinky, like she would have been able to help him change better. But yeah. <clears throat> obviously he chooses his family over her. <laughs> yeah. And I love too that she was so outspoken against like everything that they were doing too. And she was, yeah. you know, she had no qualms about standing up to his father and stuff. Yeah. Much to his father's detest or hatred. Yeah, which is why his family didn't like her. (laughs) Yeah. But, Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I liked the way it ended, too. Um, I don't think I said that earlier. But, yeah, I I didn't know where the ending was going to go. I thought maybe they'd just both end up dead afterwards. You know, despite his best efforts, he wasn't able to escape kind of thing. But he does, you know, get out and... He kind of seems like he turns into a bit of a douche just with his whole attitude in the way he's writing the letter to yeah. the, the Chinese um, politician who's coming to visit the country. But, yeah. <laughs> but you know, that's whatever. <laughs> be, be a douche. <laughs> that's whatever. Yeah. No, it's true. Also, at the very end, um, were, were we supposed to understand the breaking of the fourth wall with all of the drivers and stuff as ju- as juiced well as just <laughs> mixed french and english there for a second as just um the ending of his story to the uh you know the end of his letter that he was sort of like putting in person or are we supposed to believe that he is all of his drivers know that he murdered someone um I don't he, think that. Okay, because he talks about, he's like, so, you know, when you kill your master and stuff, blah, blah, blah. I was like, it's a bit direct. Well, maybe that's like they, they haven't killed their masters, but they've still escaped them because yeah. he's given them the opportunity to kind of thing. I don't I don't imagine he's disclosed that he <laughs> murder to all of his employees, but yeah. I, I suppose that's possible. I mean, that would be a lot of leverage that they could then use against him, I think. Maybe... Maybe they were just taking a pic company picture for like the website. <laughs> and that's why they were all lined up like that. Maybe. And he was just narrating for us, yes. the viewer. Exactly. Yes. I'm, I'm going to believe that because otherwise I'd be like, huh? Especially <laughs> given their like lack of reaction to it. Um, yes. But also, we didn't mention, but like, how, what a ballsy move to call yourself Ashik. I know. Afterwards. <laughs> That's what I mean. He kind of became a douche afterwards. Like yeah. That. I was like, damn, I would not. I guess that's maybe the last thing they would look for is a guy called right. Ashik. I don't know. But Probably, yeah. I also don't know how, how how popular that name is. But. but like he said, you know, the sketch that they have of him for like the wanted poster looks like so many people in the world that yeah. it's highly unlikely that someone's going to him and be like oh that's him <laughs> yeah that's crazy and i assume that like you know it must be difficult to trace one's actual family origin if you manage to sort of end up with a lot of money and are able to start this company no one's going to really be able to do like a background check on you i can't imagine right. 
Well, right. Like, and he says he doesn't even really know for sure what happened to his family because yeah. no, but there's not any way that they would be able to like track him down to let him know at that mm-hmm. point either. Yeah. But, yeah. Hmm. Overall, very good film. Yeah. Definitely. Highly recommend it. I almost rewatched it this morning. Actually, oh. maybe I needed to to see it again to make sense of some things. But then I read the Wikipedia summary instead. <laughs> that was faster, and that is I understood the things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair enough. But yeah, I mean, it's it was very good to see um, a film that shows like some realistic depictions of the poverty in India. And my my husband watched it with me last night, and that was like his comment on it was like, "There's not really many movies that do that," and that was good to see one. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, that's. Pretty... Do you have any quotes? I don't think I wrote. Well. You go ahead if you have some. I'll double check. Have- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, most of them are by Balram. Um, the ones that are not, I will specify who they're by. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, election promises had taught me how important it is not to be a poor man in a free democracy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, what a miserable life having to hide his religion and name just to get a job as a servant. Yeah. Uh, most of them are more serious like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had never seen a man so happy in the darkness. Ooh, I like that. Rich men have opportunities, or sorry, rich men are born with opportunities that they can waste. Yeah. Um, for the poor, there are only two ways to get to the top, crime and politics. That there was the go. one that I was thinking about earlier. Yeah. Um, and then at one point, he quotes Buddha and says... I am just the one who has woken up while the rest of you are still sleeping. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Um, I have a couple from Belram, or just one, I guess. I'll read okay. if that's. <laughs> I like when he. This is after he, you know, first starts brushing his teeth, um, and he spits out the toothpaste, and he says, "If only a man could spit his past out so easily." It's like yeah, oh, true. Yeah, um, I have a couple that are a little more like humorous um when balram says a good servant must know his masters from end to end from lips to anus (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then when ashok asks um balram if he knows what the internet is and balram's just like no sir but i could drive to the market right now and get as many as you want which just shows like if you are living someplace that where you don't haven't even heard of the internet in 2007 like that the level of poverty has to be incredible yeah that's true in a bad way Right. <laughs> yeah. um, I think that is all of my quotes. Cool. Uh, the only other one I wrote down was the one that he th- that Balram thought he heard Pinky say, but I think it was actually in his mind, um, where she yeah. said, you were looking for the key for years, but the door was always open. Yeah. And I was like, ooh. Oh, I do have one more. I oh. didn't put down um i didn't know who said it. Um, it was just like that one of the guys he worked with when they were like, I don't know, bullying him. And he, but they're talking about like having sex and he's like, don't let your little mouse get sucked up into their dark caves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a bit odd. That one guy was really obsessed with sex and oh, he was. and talking he was. about, well, everyone apparently. Apparently a common, according to the translation and the subtitles, a common insult is sister fucker. So everyone was, <laughs> was a sister fucker. 
Yes. I was like, okay. And a lot of motherfuckers, too. Yeah, I guess we use that one, too. Although I feel like Mm -hmm. I haven't heard that in years, but... Well, this is from 2007. That's true. <laughs> Who knows what we were saying in 2007? I don't... They have to make the insults accurate for the time period. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, so that's pretty much The White Tiger. It is. Uh, go watch it. And then also read the book. I didn't, but I did. <laughs> I mean, you still have time, you know? That's true. It's not too long. I can buy it and read it today. There you go. <laughs> But yeah, so um, if you guys uh, made it this far, thanks for listening. If you also watched or read The White Tiger, you can let us know what you thought over on Twitter at NNO Podcast. Or you can send us an email at navigatingnetflixoriginals at gmail.com. And feel free to send us any suggestions of things you would like us to watch in the future. Because none of you ever do. And I ask you to every week. (laughs) We would be both shocked and grateful. Yes. It would make our lives a little easier to not have to choose one ourselves. (laughs) You don't know how many times we talk about what we're going to record for NNO during the week. We agree on something and then immediately forget it and then (laughs) ask about it again three days later. And sometimes (laughs) choose a new one. (laughs) Indeed. Take something short. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But yes. So uh, thanks everyone again. And until next time. Bye. Bye.